the Maestas of the Grosha Bersalvechik says over about his father, Ramersha, Ramersha once went to the doctor. Ramersha wore a kapota, he wore a Ravonisha kapal, and he goes to the doctor. So he takes off his kapota, he takes off his shirt, takes off his sitzes, takes off his undershirt. So Ramersha said, as you know, when I was wearing my kapota, I was Rosh Hashiva, I was a rov. Take off my kapota, some of you. Right? And take off my shirt, then take off my sitzes, so I'm a goy. I take off my undershirt, I'm a behemoth. That's the mice. So I always had mixed reactions to this mice. Like, the reason why I had mixed reactions to this mice, the Shiva gifts that you still say over a word from the Alta tells a rov. The Morris says in Gittin that Shomamelech was one of the three kings who was Malach Bekipa, he ruled over the whole the whole world. And the Morris says that originally he was Malach Bekipa, eventually through the stages of the Bershon's punishments to, to Shomamelech, etc., the process. So he was Malach and Yisrael, Malach and Yerushalayim. And the Morris says at the end he was Malach al Makloi. He was a king over his walking stick. Shiva says, what does that mean, Malach you al-Makla? Know, you, how is the walking stick his constituency? You know, so you have your king over subjects. The, his walking stick is his subject. What does it mean? He says, so Shiva said a report, which I think Rebaran has uh, learned in the, the Yisraeli Torah from the, the Kuzari, that um, he has to describe what a Chochem is, so he starts describing the person who's a marshal. He controls the, everything inside of his city properly, etc. He says, "I asked you about a chacham, not about not about a marshal." The, the Melchuzer asked the, the cover. So he says, mm-hmm. that is, "That's what a chacham is. He's mechalkel to our but he, we are mitzias within our being. There are many different kachas inside of ourselves, and the person who's the melech, which means he's able to use the kachas properly." That's Chochmah. So a person can be a Melech even though he has no Am. Because the Am is the, the various different Karkas inside of the person. We have to sit over this Vort multiple times. This was a, a quintessential Telzer Vort. The Kuda of how, how a per, the person, the Kuda of Seder. Uh, was one time quoted to say that the, uh, you know, he had this. His, the 13 meters that were still signed to work on, etc., based on the Sefer Cheshbon Nefesh's system. Um, tells the Rav, also tells the Rav, one time said, he says, the, which one's the Iker? He says, the Iker one is Seder. Tells her. Right? The Iker one is Seder, because Seder is the, is the point of having the discipline to use the right, each meter in the right time. They once asked the Viskarov to describe Rukhaim. Chaim Brisker, you know. He says, describe Reb Chaim, what type of personality did he have? So he said, my father was what the Torah wanted him to be when he was supposed to be that. That's what my father was. He didn't have an... He, he, he didn't define himself by his natural inclinations. He was what he was supposed to be, whenever he was supposed to be. So that ability to do that is the meat of Malchus. That's what Shiva used to say. That's the meat of Malchus. So describe yourself just because you don't have your shirt on, that you're no longer the Shashiva, you're no longer the Melech. That's one reaction they had to the story.
the second reaction I had to the story is the godless of the tremendous amount of self-awareness that, that, that he had that we're affected by uh, the reality around us. Um, my Sadatha tells a Rav that he was once walking with a Talmudian. They were walking by a, par- a par- person who was a potter, had a v- various wares spread out on the, on the sidewalk, etc. So he said to the Talmudian, he says, you don't think that I have a, a taiva to take my walking stick and smash all of the things and have the kashmak of breaking things? But I control myself. Right? The, 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 the definition of, of, of godless is not that I don't have things pulling me in different directions. And I, it's denying the, 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 the reality inside of me. It's recognizing it and, and, trying to, and, and using it properly. Right? That meter to have the, the, the idea to, to take over and to control and to be the one who gets to decide the fate of things, there's a time to use it. Right? So the, the, that ends up being... The more it says that you know part of the way, that part of the chinuch of a child is giving him kalim to break. That's part of his growth process. He gets to be the one who he, the, the destructive act gives a certain amount of hanoya. Any person who has children knows that, right? The hanoya of messing up somebody else's thing, right? It's much more somebody else's thing that they have hanoya than their own thing. They like making their own towers and breaking them, etc. But when their sibling made the towers, it's even much more fun. Because it, it, I'm exerting an element of control over something else, so that has a that has a time and place as well. But that, that could be a very negative thing, not denying it, recognizing it. So the Gemara says that Rabbi Yechonon never called his clothing his clothing; he called his clothing his mechabdusa. That's what that's what that is what gave him his covet. So Rabbi Yechonon. Uh, you know, I can't say words about Rabbi Yechonon. The descriptions of Rabbi Yechonon and the Gemara just are, are, are that uh, are mind-boggling. And that Rabbi Yechonon said that he felt the definition of recognizing his value was enhanced when he was wearing his clothing. His clothing helped him define himself. So, to, 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 to the average Hamunam, I get the, the concept. Peter Merkel recognized such a Mitzvah. And you find different Gemara's where you, you see the Amoroyim, the, the Tanoyim, spoke of themselves, and they said they recognized the, uh, the different desires inside of themselves, and they, they held them in check, but they didn't deny that they're there. So uh, that the person should recognize, have this extraordinary recognition of who he is every single moment without the help of externals is not true. Adarabah, that's the, that is that is why the Russian created these externals is to help us understand who we are. Sodom Rishon, after the Chet, the Russian makes him clothing. Now, uh, Hirsch points out that the name of the uh, the name of a beggar, the word for a clothing is a beggar. Beggar is the same word as rebellion, bogat, because the clothing is a reminder of the Chet, Sodom Rishon, that there was a rebellion. Right? If we had not sinned, we would not need this. We would be so defined by our neshama that the goof would be the clothing for the neshama. That's all we would necessary. But now that we've we've done the chet, and we've the our desires and our our yetsaharas have become part of who we are, the Russian gave us a vehicle to overcome it. And that is to create a, a, a definition for ourselves, which we impose upon ourselves externally, as it were, in a certain sense, and then live up to it. 
the more says that uh, um, more goes to the whole story there was a son of one of the, one of the Tanoim who was not following the path, path, path of his father in a very significant way so his father passed away the son went in a wayward path he got involved in different things he shouldn't get involved in Rebbe comes and gives him smicha. He wasn't Tamachokim. He says, Well, now that you have smicha, obviously you have to live up to, to, to a certain reputation. So you have to learn. Now you understood for this person, imposing that external definition will be beneficial. So if we all are as externals, that's very dangerous. You have to be, it has to be true. It has to be the Malach Makloi that this definition is part of who you are. But to think that you're going to do it without the help of different the Pasuk says, using wisdom to understand how you can, so one person takes Nadorim, he can kind himself to Nadorim. That's one, one approach. One, one approach, Russell Katz used to say that Bush is a tremendously valuable thing. It's what makes the world function. You know, we're, we're, we get involved, we forget, we get, we're lazy. We have many reasons why we don't things we have to do. But we, but we do them because we'd be embarrassed if we did. We'd be embarrassed. We have desires and timers, but we don't do them because we'd be embarrassed. <coughs> but what is busha? Busha is that feeling of not living up to who you are. So the Gemara says the definition of a lavush is loy busha. Lavush is to prevent us from having busha. We're embarrassed and we're not clothed because we know that's not who we are. We're something greater than that. So we understand the clothing covers the, 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 the emptiness. The nakedness of the person is being, is being covered because that's not who we are. We're something greater than that. When you look at me just without the clothing and say, that's not really who you are. I don't want to define myself like that. So when I, when I undertake to dress in a certain way, I'm, I'm making a statement of who I am. Some of you have met, met Redder Byron's essay in Timepieces, uh, a dialogue in Beckershire and Blue Jeans, right? Who read it? Okay, yeah. Okay, right? right. The, the whole, the, you know, getting involved in the whole conversation over there, so, but, you know, there was this, this anti-establishment movement which started in the 60s, right, that, you know, just dress whatever. Right? You know, clothing is not important. It's, you know, just be who you are. Don't define yourself by externals, etc., etc., etc. So, so the establishment was represented by the, the three-piece suits. Right? And the uh, rebellion was represented by the blue jeans. So there's a conversation to the, to, between the Rebbe and the, this neophyte young man over here. We'll call him Valchuba, not Valchuba yet, whatever it is. He says, like, why do you dress the way you dress? Why do you dress the way you dress? Because I want to show clothing is not important. So let's say you open your, 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 your closet and there's nothing available to wear except for a three-piece suit. What would you do? I'd be very disturbed. Why? Clothing is not important. Apparently clothing is important. Clothing defines you. And you understand that when you're wearing that, you're making, you're making a statement by wearing blue jeans, and that's also a statement. So you're, you're also into clothing as much as not into clothing. 
right, but, but my goal with like clothing is to make to make make me live to a higher standard. Your goal with your clothing is to make you live with a lower standard. We're not arguing that the purpose of clothing is to, divide, to create standards. Touche. So Ramam says the Malbush Tamar Chochem is Malbush Naki. It's clean. The more says it's who has dirt stains on his clothing. Um, he's people look at it and say that that's what the Tamachochim is. He's, he's creating a statement. You don't wear clothing. Clothing which will draw attention. Well, the clothing which is of which lowers your stature. should be average. They should be nice. It shouldn't, you shouldn't be visible in your physical body, which certain types of clothing. People which have they're very they're showing off pompous. It describes the Raman goes to the Pratim exactly a person a person should you shouldn't wear torn shoes. Okay. So this week's parsha the, the, the Torah describes the idea that we got him that we need to dress the kite in a certain way. And the more says the, the, the Gemara says that this is very significant. To be the Kuna, very significant. The luck is that a Kayan who's who does the Avoda without begotten the, the Avoda is possible. He has to do like a Zor. The definition of Kahuna is defined by the begotten. It's not enough that you're a Kayan and you're a Ben Kayan and you're a Ben Ben Kayan and go back to Aaron Kayan. It's not enough that you're enough that you're a tzaddik and a talmud chacham. It's not enough that you went to the mikveh that morning. It's not enough that you're wearing a gartel. You have to wear the clo- the clothing, and that defines that you're a kayan. So Dessa writes that you know we find this to be hypocritical. You know, if you want to be real, just do it. Just do what you believe in. You know, and, and believe in it. Why do you need externals? The whole idea of relying on externals is beneath our dignity. So we try and do it. To jump straight to Lishma doesn't work. We need to create a certain standard for ourselves. We need to impose it upon ourselves and recognize that we need help. It's nothing, it's, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. So sometimes the help is we have to give ourselves help. Yes, I came to certain understanding, to certain recognitions. I know that there's going to be ups and downs. Life has ups and downs. I understand that it's important to me. But tomorrow morning, it's very hard to remember that while I'm lying in bed. So what's going to be Mechaim to get out of bed tomorrow morning? So I make a netter. I create a harusa shop. And I tell, I tell you, I promise I'm going to be there. Don't worry. So now I'm embarrassed not to get out of bed. Because I have a Mechaim. Do you believe in davening is important? So what are you doing a for? Just get up for davening. You don't believe in it? So, so what are you doing it for? That's not true. Of course you believe in it. You know it's important. But we, we also recognize that human beings have ups and downs. Your human beings have Yitzharas. Human beings have having a conversation with your Yitzharas but going to davening while you're prone in bed is a horrible place to have a conversation. 
So you create externals which are Merkai of you. That you, you come to a clarity of understanding and then you take that and you are also understand the, the, the nature of you with your mildness and your chesernus and you create ways to, to, to impose those standards upon yourself, the standards that you want the standards that you'll be embarrassed from if you don't keep them because you know that that's not really you Busha is when you don't live up to who you were supposed to be to expectations whose expectations? to yours so there's a certain levush of a, of, a, of, of a ben Torah that defines that, you know what, I have these expectations for me. People always ask me about this, you know, the clothing with the, the you know, the yeshivish style of dressing, the, the, is it important, not important? So I don't know. I'm not getting involved in that. But I told total Talmud that says, you know, who's, who did not dress yeshivish, and I said, you know, in this yeshiva, I really don't care. Uh, you know, our, our, the, the society we live in, it doesn't make that so much of a difference. Some people call me up for shalukim questions, you know, how does he dress? I said, you know what? I said, if, you, if a person calls up from South Africa to the Congo and he says, well, how does he dress? He says, you have to know what's called normal dress in Congo before you ask the question. It can be the, guy, the person can be the best guy in all of Congo, but he doesn't dress like you dress in South Africa. It's not going to help you. You def- define him on the wrong standard, on the, the wrong definition. It doesn't work. You're calling me from uh, City X. We're over there wearing a pink shirt makes a statement to a place where a pink shirt doesn't make a statement. I'm not saying wears a pink shirt, you know. But you know, all right. So you, you don't understand the question. So let's, let's talk. Let's talk the question first. And then we get you know what the standards are. I said, but I said this time, he's moving now to City X, over there, those clothing does make a statement. What are you going to do? Well, I don't believe in these things. You didn't answer my question. When you're not going to dress that way, you're making a statement that you belong to something which you, you, you don't really believe you belong in. You, be, you believe you belong to Group A, which dresses a certain way. If clothing is so not important to you, what's the difference to you? That you should wear a black hat or not? I, I, can't, I can't wear a black hat. I'm against it. Like, what? What's your problem? If that city, that's how you define who you are, and that's Machai of you, a standard of, 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 of function, which you wrote that you want... So what helps you? What, what are you scared of? You're going to become external? Don't worry about it, you won't become external. That's an avoid of lifetime, not to become external. Uh, yeah, I understand. There's people who do, who do that, and that's all they have, is the, is the black hat. It's a black hat on top of a sheriff. Okay? Destroy it. I'm not, but you're not going to become that. If you are, we, we have, if that's what we're worried about, we have a lot of problems we have to discuss. So the point of expectation, recognizing who we are, and, and then then creating a standard of of uh, of how we act. The Ramos the Ramos says clothing. This is part of a parik, which the Ramos starts. He says that change and he's different than other people. He's different in his action, how he eats, how he drinks how he interfaces with his wife, how he goes to the bathroom, how he talks, how he walks, how he wears his clothing, how he interfaces with people, all of those things. There's an expectation of how you have to act. Somewhat true to who you are, somewhat being exposed upon yourself of what you want to be. Because you recognize we will live up to what we want to be within range. If I decided I want to be, I want to be the guttle of Doris, I'm wearing a, a kaput that's not going to help me because there's nothing inside. I've been wearing a kapotas. It's mechayiv me. Yeah, you know, but you can't live up to that expectation. 
But if you if, if within range, this is my what my goals are. This is what my desire, my dreams are. This is what I would like to accomplish. What I would like to be. So then live, then then dress the part, then act the part. Rabbi Miller sets out. One of his uh, shmuzin was talking about the idea of acting. So again, we, we're worried about this uh, hypocrisy. Hypocrisy means I'm imposing myself something which I don't want to be. Just I'm doing it to, to fool you. That's hypocrisy. If I really want it, and I made a decision that's what I want, and I recognize that sometimes I'm going to have to force myself to do it even though I'm not really in the mood, that's not, a, that's not being hypocritical. That's a, form, that's a form of growth. It says, it says imagine... This example gave us a husband and a wife. You know, the wife says something to the husband, and he's really not in a good mood. He's not in a good mood right now. Right? She doesn't want to act nice in his response. That's the, it's a hard talk right now, but that's not his real desire how to live with his wife. He, want, he would like to be nice to his wife and not say bad things. She says, So go in the bathroom, lock the door, and stay in there until you're ready to come out and act right. Even when you're not in the mood, you learn how to, learn how to act. He says, A person is. Uh, He's uh, acting in, 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 in Shakespeare play Julius Caesar, and there's one one scene where where Brutus takes the knife and stabs it into Caesar's chest. Now, the, the actor who's playing Brutus, he's done this three thousand times. So as he's doing it, he has this tremendous yawn. It's so boring to him. He doesn't yawn because that's part of acting. You know, you, at this situation, you need to act a certain way. So, when you're interfacing with your wife, you need to act a certain way, whether you're in the mood of it or not. So, no, we have to be honest about our feelings. I have to tell my wife, I really hate her guts right now. Don't come to me afterwards when you have Shalom problems. For this moment, you're in, a, you're in a bad mood. Everything gets on your nerves. And so, yeah, so that's your reaction. I mean, we spoke about Friday morning, right? You know, you know we, have, we, we have reactions to things. That's not who you really want to be. So right now, act the, the way you want to be. Even though it's not... But it's not being honest. And this honest thing, you know. There's a lot of lie for Sholem bias. So what does it mean a lot of lie for Sholem bias? So it means you have a situation where the husband and the wife, they really, they really don't like each other. But... For sake of shalom bias, they keep pretending. That's not shalom bias. There's a real problem with them. They need to, they need to be honest and they need to address it. The halacha lying with shalom bias is in the following. Wife has a definition of her husband's respect and love. The definition is that whenever she says the husband remembers it, hearing it one time. That's her definition. She decided that if you really love me, whatever I say, you will listen to so well, you'll never forget what I say. So I send you to the store and ask you to get something. You're not going to call me up and ask me, what did you say again? What do you mean, what do you say? You didn't listen to what I told you to get? What, 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 who do you think I am? You, you say I'm the most important person. In you. If you're a Shashiva, asked you to go there so you wouldn't forget. If you're much fine, she'd call you and say, please go to the store and get me that you, you wouldn't forget. Me, you forget. That's her definition. Now, her husband happens to be he has ADD. 
and you know OCD and everything. I don't know. He has all good you know. And remembering what his wife asked is the most difficult thing in the world for him. So he goes to the store. She should come. I said, "Did you take care of it?" I said, "Yeah, I took care of it." He's lying. He didn't. What is he lying? He's really saying, you are the most important person in my world. I respect you tremendously. You're so dear to me. And, but the way I say those words to my wife right now is by saying, like, uh, which is true, the way you say those words to your wife, which are true, is by saying, I took care of it. The words you said were false, but the message is true. That's Sholem Bacchus. That you're allowed to lie. The words are false, but the message is true. Because the me- what the woman hears is not the word. She hears the message. And vice versa. But if the message is not true and the words are not true, we have a different problem. That's the same thing. Forget about to your wife, to yourself. If the message is true of who I am, this message is true even though the words, quote-unquote, are false. That's not hypocrisy. That's not checker. That's being honest with, with, with my realities and working with them. And if I don't do that, I'm playing a game. I once was in my... Uh, I'll give you a marshal. Dating, not with my wife. And a young lady says to me that, you know, she's very hesitant about the idea of, she liked the idea of Carlo, but she's really hesitant. Because one of the guys she was dating said that he's very hesitant to go into Carlo because you get paid for Carlo. She's getting paid to learn. And if he battles a minute, it's Pachek Zela. Samela, he's not going to go to learn because he's worried about Gzela. She said she's hesitant to, to marry somebody who's learning because there's always a chance of Gzela because who keeps up that standard? So I didn't want to make the date into a philosophical debate. Right? You're not getting you, you, the amount of money you're getting paid in Carlos is not that you should learn every single second. Right? You're getting paid $100,000 a year, $200,000 a year. Yes, now the guy owns you. <laughs> and, and he has expectations, which, you know, but you're not getting paid that, I promise you. Not in Carvel. Not in my Carvel for sure. I don't know. <laughs> right? you're, you're getting paid to act to what's considered a normal standard. Yes, a person who's getting paid to learn in Carlo, which we expect him to learn X amount of hours a day, and he learns an hour a day, we got a problem. And there might be a decision that he should be in Carlo anyway. They have to work with that. But the person who comes and says, you know, I know I'm not perfect, but I'm doing the best that I can, and that's what, that's, that's what is expected from me, and I try and keep up that even the days I'm not in the mood, I don't enjoy learning today, so I'm not going to learn because it's hypocritical. So that's the lesson of the Parsha. That clothing defined the person. Clothing are something which is imposed externally upon us. And at first glance, that sounds very strange to us. And this is what Kavish Baruch gave to Adam From now on, there's going to be a fight inside of you. And there's going to be a side of you which wants X, and a side of you which wants Y. And you need to be honest that you really want X. So that's the truth. So help yourself get X. Define yourself. Impose upon yourself X because that's really what you are and that's really what you want. And never lose sight of what you really are. And when you take off that garment, you're going to be confused a little bit. When you put it on, the customs or 
So the Pasuk was written with an ayin. It's physical garments. The mayor, the, the, the says, the Zara says that in the mayor's sefer it was written with an ayin. These are clothing, they're clothing of light. They're so enlightening, they're so clarifying. Light is what clarifies. It's a world of confusion. This that you're putting upon yourself is not confusing you. It's enlightening you. It's clarifying for you who you really are. That's the avoider which we have specifically about an hug of Malbush, but in every single area that we have, creating these external hiskavias, which are a true expression of who we really are, even though that moment we might not feel like that, is not a falsehood. That's the Arava, that's the emis. And that's what we need to impose upon ourselves. Those customs or the physical, physical with an ayin will be customs or with an olive.